<laughs> Dolly Parton is a is a whore master. Or uh, what do they call that? <laughs> That's your cold open for the end of time. <laughs> Dolly Parton is a whore master. Boom! The wrong song. You podcast begin. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Ha! Yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Give it! <laughs> <laughs> and for music videos ends barry share howdy and uh today we're gonna go back on our road trip road trip Ooh, shotgun on the road again the most time-honored tradition of all the road trip oh the places you'll go are we there yet no are we there yet no are we there yet no uh, we're going to go to Texas. This is probably part one, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, probably. I think so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few. There's there might be a, a three-part. <laughs> yeah, Texas, Texas. if you didn't know, is huge. It's bigger than some countries. <laughs> That's true. Um, yes. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. Um, let's uh, go to the first one, American Sniper. Ooh, this is not a very Texas movie, I guess. Is well, it? I mean, it, it's everything that's not in Iraq is is, is in Texas. Yeah. I, I guess it just yeah. I guess it for me more feels like a American Southwest movie than a Texas movie. True. Yeah, I didn't like this movie very much. I've gone back and forth about this movie because I think I think I like it better. I think I've seen it twice and I liked it better the second time. I think hmm. it's a I think it's a good movie if if it's trying to explore PTSD and mental health. I think that's that's kind of, and I think it's a bad movie if it's trying to explore army heroism. I don't think it is. I, at least that's what I got from the second viewing. I, I don't think it is. I think it is more concerned with the after effects and how it how it. Uh, I remember thinking, Bra- I only saw it the once. I remember thinking Bradley Cooper did a great job, particularly with the PTSD stuff and mm-hmm. how uncomfortable he was with the hero stuff, mm-hmm. which is a little weird because the movie's based on. The book the guy wrote about himself. Yep. and That's a complicated story. Well, man. yeah, and a lot of uh, people came out uh, afterwards saying, this guy wasn't conflicted about killing people at all. Yeah. You know, uh, who knows? But even so, you're still going to have those after effects. And he, he definitely had the documented proof that he was working with guys in the VA and yep. stuff like that. And matter of fact, he was trying to, like, shoot with a veteran when he, he got killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I... I, the, the way that I took it was that it was it was more at least Eastwood is trying to uh, to really hammer that in is that it's not Jangoism or anything like that it's it's that this is the the after effects of a guy that can do what is it like 160 kills or something like that yeah and there are some truly tense moments in yeah this. absolutely and um and you know and is it complicated. It's also complicated to talk about these movies where they're thrilling as well. Mm-hmm. When somebody is a sniper and they're killing somebody on a side that we've demonized. Yeah. Um it's it's uh it's one of those things that's it's it's like wow, that was thrilling, but that was somebody's life. That's somebody who thought they were fighting for the right side mm-hmm. you know and and all that war movies are complicated that way when you get that especially when they're based on a true story yeah when you get into stuff like saving private ryan and you get into all these movies that make war action 
and yes, when it becomes a, it's a based on a real story. That's where, we, you know, where do we, it's hard to figure out what you really need to, how you're, how you need to experience that movie. But yes, it's thrilling because of the way he goes about his business and this mm-hmm. thing. Some of that has been trumped up a little bit, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, th- I, I really like this movie. Um, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying on a lot of that though. I'll tell you who's good in this movie, Sienna Miller. Yeah. She, I think she's an underrated actress. She is. She, you would see her in that. What was that Annie Warhol movie she was in? Um, was that it? That wasn't an interview. That was, uh, that was Factory Girl. Factory yeah, Girl. That's what it was. That was, that was one of her sort of comeback. Like she can, she's a serious actress type of, type of movies that came out and everything. And since then, she's been, in, she's unrecognizable in this movie. She's got like mm-hmm. contacts or something that make, yeah, she's got like different eye color or something. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, she is really good in this. And uh, she was also in G.I. Joe, uh, Rise of the Cobra. She was, she was in, that classic. in that She was in that class. She's the Baroness. She's the one who came God, up. God, she was, she was poured into that suit that she was wearing, and it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> she's a fine filly. <laughs> yes, she's a fine filly. Uh, but uh, yeah, what, what, what did you think of it? You, you like American Sniper, right? Yeah, I think it's actually a, a very well done movie. Maybe like... Of the latter day Clint Eastwood movies, probably like towards towards the top, just this, under Trouble with the Curve. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this made gobs of money. I think it was number one in 2015. Yeah, it made like wild. 200 and something million dollars, and sure it was did. the number one box office draw. Um, was it over the summer or was it, it Christmas? It was a Christmas release. I yeah, think. I thought so. Um, so that's crazy. That's yeah. a crazy amount of money in uh, a short amount of time. Yeah, it was December 25th. Yeah wow um so uh and it ended up being the the top uh film of it well it wasn't 2015 then it was 2014 right yeah 2014 2014 yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have american the bill hicks story this is stand-up comic bill hicks i think i have seen this mm-hmm. um because it, it bill hicks was a complicated stand-up comedian because he was he was one of those guys who did not pursue fame Mm-hmm. and uh be- a comics comic believed in a lot of believed in integrity over everything uh dennis leary's been accused of of stealing his his act and everything there's a dark joke about how uh you know like dennis leary has that has that special called no cure for cancer which mm-hmm. came out in like 92 or something like that uh bill hicks who died of cancer in the 90s there's a there's a joke that says why isn't bill hicks a, a bigger comedian than Dennis Leary because there's no cure for cancer. Ah, okay. Um, uh, a dark yeah. joke. Yeah, he uh, he he was one of those that he. I guess you would pattern after like Lenny Bruce or somebody like that, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, yeah, but, very politically incorrect and all that stuff. Yes, and, yeah. yes, and, and he was hit or miss for me. This guy is like a hero to people who are into comedy. Mm-hmm. I never got into his yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I, I've never found a, a one particular stretch where he's told jokes where, like, I was just dying or anything. You know what he is to me? Yes, he's very reminiscent of Dennis Leary. But, like, he's more of like a Dennis Miller type of dude to me. Like, mm-hmm. acerbic to the point where he's buying into his own bullshit too much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're going to be... I guess the comics that I really dig, there's got to be some sort of self-deprecation in there to where, you know, where they're they're undercutting themselves to where, you know, they're they're entertaining you and they're not propping you up. I think that's why we get 
such disappointments from like super successful comedians because they just talk about how rich they are like yeah. the latter day Chappelle stuff or amy schumer or stuff like that like well you know i was uh on my third butler today yeah that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to hear that it doesn't feel like you're writing to stay in the or to get into the business anymore yeah. you're just you know the stuff that got you there you're not doing that anymore yeah you want to hear dave Chappelle talk about 3 a.m in the ghetto in dc you yeah. know and like the the crazy shit that goes down there you don't want to hear about like his views on on trans people or something <laughs> like that i don't give a fuck i just don't tell jokes and that to me is where bill hicks just seemed like he was too self-entitled it's not like he was talking about how famous he was or how successful he just seemed like just a little too entitled to me but yeah the documentary i think basically and i don't know if i've seen this or not i have seen something on bill hicks before mm. but uh basically shows like how many times he was he was this close to being a huge comic but mm -hmm. then he would always do something to derail it but he would he would do stuff where he would get on stage and like would would just ramble incoherently mm -hmm. and stuff like that and would just kill all of his momentum and then he would come out and claim that he just didn't want to have all that anyway like they're like people are uh, asking for, asking me to do tv shows and doing all these ads and i i've turned them all down you know he loves mm -hmm. telling those type of things so uh do you remember anything about the documentary did i mean it was a decent one I think. yeah no it was a, it's a very good documentary I, i'm just not really a fan of his content so it wasn't like a huge hit for me yeah then we have bats <laughs> there's that, no there's no exclamation point but there should be is that what i think it is yeah it's the one with the uh, um uh D daniel day diamond phillips lou diamond phillips <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it has has uh, Dina Meyer in it too. Love me some Dina Meyer. Yeah. I accidentally said Billy Joel Osment the other day. Yeah, yeah, and that created a funny mental picture. This movie came out in 1999. I do believe we were at Hollywood 27 when this came out. Uh, it's got a 3.7 on the IMDb. That's too high. I can't remember anything about this movie. God, it's, was it's, it about bats? Yes, it is. They're 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 attacking. They're living in a cave. I think outside of Austin or or somewhere in Texas, obviously, mm -hmm. and uh, and they're killer bats. Like they get they get disturbed by uh, by a spelunker, <laughs> and then they go there out for blood. <laughs> they get disturbed. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is like I don't know if they were trying to make it like a Trimmer style B movie or like if it just came off as like a d movie mm -hmm. or like if they were really trying at all it's awful yeah it's horrible all right uh then we have bernie uh richard linklater movie one of the lesser known richard linklater movies uh has jack black and um is this or is there another bernie oh no, no this, this is, is it, it. Okay. and he's great in it yeah i've never seen this actually this is a terrific movie it is and i think it's sneaky unsettling cuz mm -hmm. you watch it mm -hmm. and it just feels like a movie and then you get done and you're like that was a real dude they show a picture of him at the end i like, think he really was like that yeah and then you're just like what what have i allowed into my life <laughs> like it's dark as hell oh fuck yeah he's like a funeral director everybody loves him he has a really old girlfriend mm -hmm. really old yes that's really mm -hmm. all i want to say about it mm -hmm. it's one of the strangest and best jack black performances ever hmm. it's so good man I, I was describing this to my parents uh just recently because they hadn't seen it and i was i was trying to contextualize it and i said kind of similar to what you you said and i was like it just takes these I, I guess some of it is is richard linkletter like how he tells this story 
non-sequentially sometimes mm-hmm. and he really sets up the character himself he lets jack black play within this role that, i read that sin about uh in house with the clock in its walls uh about jack black because he's doing his regular jack black shit in that movie mm-hmm. and it, the same was like uh, th- this is doubly disappointing because you could see how good he is in a non-traditional jack black role yeah and to see him just kind of like play the hits it's like uh oh, come on yeah. If you're not trying, why I don't care. No, I really, I mean, I'm not sure everybody will like it, but I'm sure it's good. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And creepy. And mm-hmm. I've seen nearly every Richard Langlater movie, and I just, this one sk- slipped by me. It is a weird entry in his catalog, but mm-hmm. he's got a couple of weird Well, yeah, entries. he's got, yeah, Newton Boys, for <laughs> yeah, instance. Right. We're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is an Austin filmmaker. I believe oh, yeah. nearly all of his things are are set there. Uh, then we have, I've never seen this, believe it or not, the best little whorehouse in Texas. I've oh, never seen this. Oh, well, I don't think you're missing all that much. Oh, come on. <laughs> Dolly Parton is a, is a whore master. Or, or what do they call it? <laughs> That's your cold open for the end of time. <laughs> Dolly Parton is a whore master. Boom. The wrong song. You podcast <laughs> begins. You ass face cock master. <laughs> <laughs> It's a whore master. Oh, I want that as my ringtone. What do they call us? The, the, the brothel She's people. She's a madam. Madam. Yeah. She's the master of AKA horse. the whore master. Yes. They're not horses. <laughs> They're women. <laughs> that 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 would be that that's the that's a that's a movie. Whore master. <laughs> It's part, it's part half, best little whorehouse in Texas, part Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. This, uh, I think this is back in the seventies. No, it was eighty two. Nineteen eighty two. Uh, yeah, Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. Uh, he's like, uh, like a lawman or something like that, or a lawyer or something like that, <clears throat> and or a politician. And he's got a relationship with Dolly Parton in in secret. Uh, and she's running this whorehouse and they, it's kind of like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We'll let them do it, even though it's against the law and all mm. that stuff. And it's just this nice little fun caricature. We of, put of... the spring in Springfield. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is one of those that you can't help but fall in love with Dolly Parton movies. Yeah. It's one, it's also one of those all time Simpsons memes too, yeah. because Bart is in there in the whorehouse and Abe, the grandfather, grandpa comes in and like puts his hat on the thing and then comes, <laughs> takes his hat and then goes right out. Yeah. Um, Did your father know you're here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Durning, Charles Durning, was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. In I'll this be role. damned. I had no idea. I didn't know this was a movie that got any kind of a... Well, it's the only one it, it got a nomination for. Yeah. Um, then we have Billy Lynn's Long hi- Long Halftime Walk, which I believe is Ang Lee. It, yeah, is, it is Ang Lee. And I haven't seen it. It came out a couple years ago. Um, I'm on the verge of ready to call it the worst Ang Lee movie ever. Mm. It is. He did this. Th- he he went for something. Yes. Yes. And honestly, this is why I like Ang Lee. And this is the same thing I've always said about his Hulk is that he swung big yeah. for something that had not been done. And it, it didn't quite work. Mm-hmm. But. You see what he was going for with Hulk. And you can see what he's here. It's like a special camera immersion technology thing where you feel like you're the main character at certain points through this film. But it's just really bland 
It is at at its core, yeah, Dover yeah. drama. I mean, it's it's a it's a compelling story. It's like it's all about PTSD. Again. Well, again, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I just <laughs> no, I'm talking I about the movie, yeah, not yeah, yeah. the people in it. I wonder how it would played in the in the theater with that perspective. I saw it, you know, after after it came out. Um, but it is an interesting story. I think he I think he tells it just standardly basically maybe he's more focused on the technique and less focused on like well that's the how thing to convey i this. think he got a little wrapped up in the technology this is what happens to james cameron a lot yeah. a little wrapped up in a cool technology <laughs> and to the you know detriment of the story um sudden vin diesel <laughs> if you yeah, haven't seen this the, movie uh, he's the dude that uh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like basically he's doing the Steven Seagal and executive decision in this movie. <laughs> but, oh, I didn't know he was in this. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, this is also Taylor Swift's guy, the guy that's in the the favorite Joe Alwyn, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I just didn't I didn't enjoy it, and I'm I'm always going to watch an Ang Lee movie. Me too. Because he more often than not gets it right, and when he gets it right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have one of the Coen brothers considered one of their best films of all time, Blood Simple. Uh, it's also their first movie, I believe. Um, it's at least their first um, major film that they came out yeah. with. Because <laughs> um, Miller's Crossing was after this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it's this, then it's Raising Arizona, Raising Arizona. and then it's Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, Blood Simple is really good, although it's hard to get people to really like i don't know there's a lot of people who don't like this movie really oh, it's such a it, fun it, little so well concise done. movie story yeah it's so movie well story? done movie story yeah <laughs> it's a it's the whore master of coen <laughs> brothers movies um there are movie shows <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah it, it's 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 not told in the classic coen style that we'd see later although there are some like there's some shots in there, especially the one across the bar that's mm-hmm. just, this just goes over the glass and everything like that. That's very Cohen brother, brothery, but like, there's not a lot of like humor. Like there's a lot, they, no, they yeah. sort of like pepper stuff with humor. Now that movie doesn't have very much humor in it, but Francis McDormand in an early role. Great. MM at Walsh. who's always awesome. I love that guy. Uh, this movie is a high recommend for mm-hmm. me. If you haven't seen blood symbol, I think we've talked about it before, but, uh, but, uh, especially if you're like, if you like any Coen brothers movie, you should see this one. This is their first. So what's the worst Coen brothers movie? Off the top of your head. Oh, intolerable cruelty. Intolerable cruelty. Yeah. I knew there was one that stuck out like a Intolerable cruelty's up there and uh, uh you know, and I like the lady killers, but I can't I can't defend it. Mm. It's 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 probably down there too. I mean, other than that, like it really like I know Burn After Reading just kind of was a blip, but oh, I think in hindsight it's become love. Well, Burn oh, yeah. After Reading is kind of like has the trajectory of the big Lebowski. Yeah. 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 Uh, and in fact they're they're so similar in how they how they came out because Big Lebowski came out after Fargo, and so they had all these accolades about Fargo, and then they came out with the Big Lebowski. Nobody watched that movie, Mm -hmm. but everybody who did formed the cult for that movie. Then they did No Country for Old Men and got a whole bunch of accolades. Their next movie was Burn After Reading. Yeah, Yeah. totally different things. Yeah. Yeah. And Burn After Reading is great. Oh, yeah, I awesome. love it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, high recommend for Blood Simple. Then another one, another debut, Wes Anderson's Bottle Rocket, which is oh, wow. fantastic. I, I like it a lot. <laughs> love Bottle Rocket. Uh, this one is Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson. Owen Wilson's in, he's like a voluntary psychiatric patient or something like that, I think. Or if he's not, 
No, then, it's it's uh, Luke Wilson is in the psychiatric facility, right? Uh, yeah, I guess it is Luke Wilson that's in the psychiatric, and then Owen Wilson comes in. He comes and in, does Dignan, a, yeah. and Dignan pretends to break him out, even though it's <laughs> even though it's his last day there. He's like he's like he, he, they have this whole thing where he's he's free that day, but he still ties like a whole bunch of bed sheets together, <laughs> get out of the get out of the window and everything. Um, this is the one of the best Owen Wilson performances, if not the best. Isn't yeah. there other brother in this too? Isn't there yes. another Wilson? Yes, in Andrew this? Wilson. Yes. Yeah, who's who pops up in a lot of surprising, like you know, you, you like, oh really? He's in that. He's in Whip It. He was uh, he was the coach in Whip It. Oh wow, Whip It. Uh, yeah, Whip It. Uh, and uh, he shows up in a lot of the the Wilson brothers movies, but. But then there's a whole thing where they get on the bus and, and Owen Wilson starts showing him like his, his like 20 year plan or whatever. And it's like a 75 year plan. Yeah. He's written all these notes down in a notebook. <laughs> and Luke Wilson's like, Oh man, you wrote it, wrote it all down and everything. It looks like, like you know, Owen Wilson's going through this like page after page of like stuff. Uh, they, um, they decide that they're going to try to, um, they're going to try to rob this like factory or some sort mm-hmm. or whatever. But in, in between all that, there's a thing with James Kahn and like they have a buddy. There's a buddy of theirs. I don't remember that guy's name. But yeah. They, they end up running into James Kahn and James Kahn with his crew ends up stealing everything out yes. of that guy's yeah, house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they have to, I think they end up making this plan based off of that or whatever yeah. uh but uh yeah owen wilson is great in this this yeah. is his this is definitely one of his best oh absolutely yeah, yeah he's he's killing it he, you'll, you'll fall in love with this character he's so delusional and he's so enthusiastic it's almost like a like a good version of uh fuck me you me and dupree oh yeah <laughs> he's a manic trick pixie dream brother yeah <laughs> there's a whole section in this where they they're at a they're at a motel and like Luke Wilson ends up falling in love with one of the maids yeah, that yeah. are there, Inez. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and like there's a whole big section in there, and that's I guess that's they're on their way to wherever they're going, and uh, the 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 guy who's their friend has the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why he's basically in on yeah, this. He's got, a car. he's got a car. Yeah, this is funny because like Inez and a few of the other ones like have that classic Wes Anderson deadpan type of thing. Yeah. But everybody else, like Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson in this movie, are very, like, kinetic and charismatic and stuff like that. Yeah. I wonder if, if that's really his hallmark, because something like Grand Budapest Hotel, you've got this really charismatic Ray Fiennes character, and everybody else around him, like Zero and, like, all that, yeah. are just, you know, super dead. It does man. seem like that happens a lot. Say, Royal Tenenbaums is the same Everybody one. in that movie is dour as fuck. <laughs> but there's a there's a part at the beginning where they 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 uh, have a heist of a like a bookstore or something like that. That's their, I think they do a, like a practice heist. Yeah, it's a practice heist, <laughs> yeah. and there's a point where he sticks a piece of Owen Wilson sticks a piece of tape or a band aid on his nose, <laughs> and it's not a disguise at all. They're like, "Why do you have that piece of tape on your nose?" He's like, "Exactly." <laughs> <laughs> god damn uh this, if you like wes anderson you'll like this movie you may have not have heard of this movie this is a good entry into his stuff because rushmore is i think a lot of people's entryway into mm-hmm. wes anderson and they may have not have known that this one came out before mm-hmm. um and i think he made a short film bottle rocket before he made the full yes oh it's like frankenweenie yeah, yeah. it's just like frankenweenie <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's in the production note somewhere like do this like frankenweenie <laughs> uh but another big recommend there bottle rocket and then we have bubba hotep oh i saw this once and really liked it did you really yeah did you not i did not interesting it's weird this is, it's a weird movie it was right in my wheelhouse with my love of bruce mm-hmm. oh i love bruce campbell but but it's it's just a weird isn't ozzy is davis yeah ozzy yeah. davis i remember just liking the idea of it um that these all it's like cocoon meets evil dead yeah <laughs> it's like the geezers have to step up I, I remember liking it but i did only see it the one time it doesn't bruce campbell play like an elvis impersonator yes. he is he's supposedly elvis reincarnated and, oh, okay great. and uh ozzy davis is he does he think he's jfk yes yeah he thinks he's jfk um but i i haven't seen this since it came out but i do remember liking this mm. um it is a movie that they're trying to make a b movie so there is there is some like uh too much awareness going on but it's it's a it's perfectly good not as much as that tv show they started didn't they do a tv show ash versus the evil dead yeah, yeah i haven't yeah. seen it is well, it? and then there's a tv show with john claude van damme playing himself kicking people's asses john clive van damme saves the world yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i i think ash versus evil dead is 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 perfectly in line with that brand yeah uh, it's not quite the same yeah because army of darkness is as aware as it gets yeah, too right. um but it may it, it may be even more aware like does the inside joke thing and all that i, I haven't i've seen only it. seen a I like uh, one episode mm-hmm. of ash versus evil dead um then there is the buddy holly story uh i've never seen this oh really yeah uh, it's good gary Busey won the oscar for it oh this is the movie i was thinking of last week when y'all were talking about great balls and this is, this is <laughs> well it's, yeah this is before this is before the a lot uh, the reason why a lot of people explain how gary Busey is the way he is today is because he had a car accident mm-hmm. or whatever. This is before that. Yes. So this is before the so-called crazy Gary Busey that we know or mm-hmm. whatever. And I would hate to, uh, you know, call him that. Uh, no, I mean, on, he, that's his brand. But he that's leaned brand. into it with yeah, the yeah. entourage stuff. He mm-hmm. did. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was nominated for an Oscar for this. He that's, won it. He won it? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is 78. Okay. Um, no, he, he, he was a nominee. He didn't oh, win it. Oh, I could have sworn he won it. What? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder who won that year. Uh, it was probably like uh, Dustin Hoffman. Chris Christopherson. What about him? I just sang names. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think in 1979, although this one, this came out in 78, uh, John Voight for Coming Home won it that year. Fuck jo- that, John man. Voight, the dentist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the dentist. Uh, he stopped short um but yeah this is a this is a fine movie it's it's a rock and roll biopic yeah he died in the car in a plane crash you watch one of them you've watched them all yeah Yeah. and then there's committed heather graham luke wilson casey affleck i remember it coming out or being a video straight to video whatever I think I remember seeing the video cover for this she heather graham is stalking luke wilson like as he moves to Texas mm-hmm. and uh, she ends up being, I guess, psychiatrically uh, having a psychiatric disorder, um, hence the title. Yes. And I haven't seen it in forever, but I remember it being a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. All right. Heather yeah, you know Graham what? is the queen of these movies. She though. really is. And I, it's a shame because I think she's better than that. 
Yeah. Like, and I always go back to Scrubs, but she had this great turn as uh, like a almost a season's worth. Yeah. As a psychiatrist in in Scrubs, and she was terrific in that. And I've seen her be good. I mean, Boogie Nights. Obviously, she's playing a mm-hmm. very one note character, but like, I feel like she's she's got some some talent there. And she's uh, in shit like she committed. Def- she definitely or does. I fuck my sister, or whatever that is. Oh yeah, I fuck my sister. It was a good one. Yeah. What was the name? It was a short film first, and then they turned <laughs> yeah, into exactly. like, <laughs> just like yes. <laughs> uh, what is the name of that? All in the family. What, what is the the sister fucker? <laughs> Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. <laughs> but if if you were to go through heather graham's filmography you would see tons of stuff like you've never heard of before Mm -hmm. and she's and she's usually the main star in it but like it's just there's one play now on cinemax stars or showtime one of them um about a hurricane in louisiana and a cop is trying to solve something and she's like in this movie with no one else that makes any sense i watched like 20 minutes of it just because i was like how did this come about anyway yeah she's got she's got quite the filmography wasn't she in something called like fun without dick or something like that it was something like that like there's a there's a name of a movie called fun with dick or something like that and it's supposed to be, you know, like, oh, that's such a double entendre, isn't it? But uh, and it's about an ex-boyfriend or something. What was that? Was that her? Was it called Dick Fun with my ex-boyfriend it was called, Dick? It's called Dick Fun. Yes. T- touch me on Dick. Without <laughs> Dick. Life without Dick had Sarah Jessica Parker in it. Ah. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Fresh off of Miami Rhapsody. <laughs> I don't know. She, uh, she she wronged me. But if you told me Heather Graham was in that movie, I would I would totally. Uh, then we have the Counselor Ridley Scott movie. I never saw this. Do you remember this movie? Everybody was in this movie. Then no. Uh, okay, Ridley Scott. It was 2013, I think. It had Michael Fassbender, Cameron Diaz, Javier Bardem, uh, Penelope Cruz, Brad Pitt, Rosie Perez, Natalie Dormer. Like uh, Ruben Blades, Goran Viznich, like there was a ton of people in this, and it was it was Fassbender is like uh, like a like a mob counselor or something like that, and there's all these crazy oh, that's characters. That's why they chose here. that title. Yeah, it's a weird. <laughs> yeah. it, I don't remember much about it, but like it, like everybody was in this movie. It was Ridley Scott. Like, why didn't this get and more? Cormac McCarthy wrote the script for oh, it. Wow. Yes, he wrote an original screenplay, I guess, for this because it's so not weird. based on any of his books. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't even remember this coming out, actually. So. I don't either, but that's a terrible title, and that's why the movie flopped. Yeah. Because like, it sounds like a boring legal, they could have called it Dick Fun, and it would have probably yeah. made more money. <laughs> yeah. But there's so many, yeah, there's so many movies that are like, like, I, I'll never understand why they just decide to call it I don't know. like this type of stuff. Well, it's a forgettable movie. Never will stand out. Even though there's so many, like, like super high wattage stars in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a totally forgettable movie. Do you ever wonder, like, maybe the actors are saying, yes, keep this being called The Counselor because it'll be hard to find on my phone. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> at all if that happens every now and then. Yeah. Because, uh, so, yeah, if you call it, you know, you know, fun with dick or like whatever, <laughs> you would, it would be memorable. Uh, then we have Crazy Heart. Um, 
That's oh. the uh, Jeff Bridges. He won an Oscar for that. He did. Uh, it's uh, I have trouble with movies like this. Uh, not because they're like super bad or anything like that. It's just that it's a it's a performance piece. It's basically a, the vehicle by which Jeff Bridges gets his Oscar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's not, and he's in Rooster Cogburn mode. Yeah, there's not Bad much Blake. else to it. You don't remember much about Crazy Heart other than maybe some songs. And that my lab assistant was uh, the bartender in that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember I you that. talking about that. Um, but uh, you I, get- No, I, I actually remember a lot. Of, I, I, because T-Bone Burnett did the music for it. Yeah. Music's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... It, it's like a, a star is born with that Lady Gaga. All right, I was right. Say, I love the part when Crazy Heart sings, In the shadow, la, 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 lowly. Yeah, that's so weird. That's so weird when that happens. Like, uh, I guess they, I guess they licensed it for Star is Born. I like, guess. I mean, is nobody it, got sued. The Colin, Colin Farrell is the, is the other guy that like wants to. Right. I've t- totally forgotten. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's good. Like, uh, he is excellent in this. Yeah. He's excellent in everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually watch the speech for the Cecil B. DeMille award thing for golden globes but i i always like seeing those those uh filmography things the the opening for it of course like 90 not 90 percent, but like a good 35 percent of that was all big lebowski stuff mm-hmm. which is crazy it's like the guy's got a he's got other things yeah you know? yeah yeah um uh then we have the devil's rejects um oh boy this is rob zombie and it is i believe considered his masterpiece Probably is by and whom? By whom? There are a lot of people out there <laughs> who you're like, you're like a southern preacher, like getting warmed up. <laughs> Let me tell you something, people who love this movie. I and I think there's been some sequels since too. Oh well, this itself was a sequel. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking because it was supposed to be a sequel to House of a Thousand mm-hmm. Corpses, also and, in Texas. And I, I, I. I remember watching this and I didn't remember I didn't remember House of a Thousand Corpses really that much so I didn't realize there was any sort of connection to it. House of a Thousand Corpses took like 3 years to come out cuz it was we had trailers for it 3 years before really? it came yeah, out. Yeah, we did. And it, and it and it had that dude from Saving Private Ryan who ends up being Matt Damon older version or oh, whatever. Yeah. And I just remember every time like that trailer would come on and he and it would cut to him and he'd be like, "This is insane." <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, all that would happen. So like, yeah, I didn't like that movie. And then Devil's Rejects, I saw this and the this is that four movie marathon I had that oh, one really? night. Yeah, that Bad News Bears. <laughs> Uh, the island, uh, hustle and flow in this. What a weird. Wow. Form. Yeah, they all came out the same time. Um, and uh, I didn't like this at all. And there are some people who just love it. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not in that I'm not in that boat of Me people who, who you have lo- to you have to really enjoy sick mentalities. For, yeah, for this. like it, it, it's. Sick imagery, sick like amusement of like grossness and stuff like that. I'm just not down with that. Yeah, it's not, my, it's not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to let you enjoy your cup of tea mm-hmm. all, the way, <laughs> all the way over there. If you're modern horrors, if you're Luke Rodriguez who takes his date to like the brutalist, like I a first date to the most brutal horror movie. Yeah, you see the tweet he made about. I can't wait to see this thing they're making because. I guess they've had a relatively high number of people be told how gross this movie is, <laughs> sign on, 
and then get on set or read the script and leave the oh project. Because, <laughs> really? Because it's too gross. Oh, my God. And he was like, his tweet was like, we've warned everybody about how far this is going to go, but they still can't wrap their minds around it. Until they I'm very curious about what they're going to do. Yeah, I think I will, I will lift my gross embargo and watch that movie yeah yeah i mean if it's a friend that makes something sick then you have to watch <laughs> you gotta it. support the team uh don't look back which is a tv movie from 1996 starring eric stoltz i never saw this uh what is it it's about drug addict i'm sure it is. oh yeah this is uh this is a tough movie yeah. uh it's eric stoltz but then there's there's a decent cast in john, the john corbett, corbett uh josh hamilton who played uh, billy Grover bob and uh, annabeth gish Dwight Yoakam, who's in another Billy Bob movie. That's right. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's having a, a rough time with addiction. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and a rough time with Stoltz. a what? With addiction. Uh, what happened to Eric Stoltz? What's uh, what's his deal these days? He's not he's not like a spring chicken, but he's not over the hill. No, I mean he's got 125 credits. Uh, Those must have been like before 1999. Last thing I saw him in was Rules of Attraction. Yeah, yeah maybe uh i'm looking at the stuff he's made recently i haven't heard any of this he was on an episode of marin was on an episode of wilfred <laughs> he only does one word yeah tv shows now yeah there's not very many i'm not seeing any movie oh he was in that remake of the honeymooners that sucked wow yeah uh, i mean he's he in the butterfly a- effect <laughs> <laughs> yes he was <laughs> um oh, but uh yeah yeah, he's had a. I mean, that's a good career. 125 credits. No, sure. I'm just saying, like, since yeah, I haven't Rules seen of Track, like yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. He's kind of yeah, seen falling off. Uh, then we have Enron, the smartest guys in the room, which I believe is an HBO. It is thing, mm-hmm. and uh, like most HBO things, they're usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And this one's good. This one's uh, this was like one of our first big financial scandals of this era (laughs) first Uh, of many to come many to come (laughs) yes but uh but enron basically did the same kind of deal they fudged their books and uh were were showing profits when they were losing money Mm -hmm. and uh remember that uh houston stadium used to be called enron field before they changed it to minute Maid after the all the scandals yeah, they, they went down hard. Uh, this guy, Alex Gibney, uh, the, the guy who directed it, has done a lot of good documentaries. He did a Hunter S. Thompson one. Uh, he did... Hunter S. Thompson? Oh, he did the the Going Clear documentary. Oh. And uh, he did w- one other one that was uh, WikiLeaks, the We Steal Secrets one, and then Catching Hell, the Steve Bartman thing from mm. uh, from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He's okay. really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the... Uh, that's a it's a really good documentary what can i say it's it may not you know this is this is a time look cute in retrospect well that's what i'm saying <laughs> like when you watch this if you watch this today it's gonna feel like child's play yeah exactly uh, just one company yeah exactly <laughs> uh then we have extreme prejudice 1987 movie with nick nolte and powers booth i never saw this either <laughs> yeah, you have you not seen it no it's uh nick nolte is like a like a like a like an ex ex commissioned officer where like he's presumed dead in 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 combat and he's part of like a squad of these people that are presumed dead in com in combat mm-hmm. and then his buddy Powers Booth is is like with the Mexican cartel and they face off with extreme <laughs> extreme prejudice 
Uh, I remember liking this movie. Uh, then we have Fandango. It's got Kevin Costner in it. It's a frat movie. Yeah, you remember? You uh, never no, seen Fandango? Never seen this either. Uh, yeah, this was right in the eighties, like towards the. Let's see, he was in Big Chill, but he wasn't in Big Chill, right? Um, so I guess this is really early on in Costner's career, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's like uh, frat buddies that uh, are drafted and they have to like make a journey to the. Uh, to the outpost where they're going to get shipped out. Oh, um, Kevin Reynolds directed this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of many of the Kevin Costner, Kevin Reynolds collaborations. Um, yeah, this was 1985, so this was just before he was about to blow up. Yeah, it's everything. a good movie. Uh, then, I would recommend this movie. I think you would like it. <clears throat> Can you do the fandango? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you also you like that Kevin Reynolds, Kevin Costner connection, right? I like the idea that they kept trying so many times, <laughs> despite the fact that they hated each other's guts. Mm-hmm. I think that's fascinating. Well, maybe I, they didn't hate each other until Waterworld. I think there's at least two movies they disputed on during filming. Mm-hmm. Waterworld is, I think, the only one where Reynolds left the project mm-hmm. and Costner finished as director. But I think they're... I'll have to do some Googling. But I like the idea that I hate you, but I think we make good movies together. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully we can get through this one without punching each other. Right. Because uh, I don't know if I could ever put myself in that place. Well, it's like, it's like uh, George Steinbrenner fired Billy Barton like five times during the yeah, time. Exactly. And they kept bringing him back. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, then we have, this is the middle of that trilogy for a few dollars more. Oh. Which I have seen, but I don't remember anything about anymore. You probably remember the villain. The villain is like this super psychotic dude who, uh, oh, what was his name? Calvatorix? Um, El Indio. Ah. Oh, and close. this is a bad dude. So it's, it's, uh, Van Cleef, uh, yeah. Lee Van Cleef and Clint Eastwood. And, uh, and they're facing off villain. against this, this El Indio dude who is, he's like, he's almost like Bane. Like he, uh, he he's he's fucked up because of all the people that he's killed and like all the the awfulness that he's done and so like he smokes this this substance that it's not it, i don't think it's explicated as weed or anything like mm. that it's something that that calms his nerves basically and he is a bad dude yeah this mm. is a great movie but this is the this is in between this is the man who know with no name trilogy you mm-hmm. have a fistful of dollars and then you have this and you have the good the bad the ugly that comes this that, may be the best one really yeah I was uh I was watching the, the good the bad the ugly was on the other day like playing uh, like uh, twice or something on this one channel or whatever and I got wrapped up in that one uh the other day um that's a great one yeah it is a great you one, guys are forgetting that the best one of all was the Bruce Willis remake Last Man Standing I do <laughs> I am forgetting that um yeah this is actually I think this is the the one that I was riveted the yeah. most on now the good the bad the ugly is fantastic mm-hmm. uh and and uh fistful of dollars is fine but this one like just yeah. really really struck me yeah um then we have friday night lights uh is this a more popular movie or tv show that's a show right? the show eclipsed the movie i think yeah i think at first the movie was way more popular and that nobody watched the tv show for a while they thought that was going to get canceled but Friday Night Lights has one of my favorite trailers of all time. It has Beck's uh, um, Golden Age through it. 
Really? Uh, yes. Uh, and uh, I remember that trailer. But it's based on the uh, Bissinger book that came out, uh, and uh, they changed some things slightly here and there. But uh, it, you know, it's the same. It's Texas football, which we've we've been told a million times is like religion. In and Texas. I don't want your life. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't want your whipped cream bikini. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Forrest. I know. Gump I was about to say it's like. <laughs> Yeah, Forrest Gump and Allie Larder. That's a weird one. Um, Allie. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's basically, you know, you have this, it's the same, the TV show had the sort of the same setup. You had a, a quarterback, or wait a minute, was it the running, it was the running back in the movie that breaks his leg and then somebody else steps in. Mm. It's Booby Miles mm-hmm. steps in or whatever. And then like, uh, he becomes a big uh, star running back, and then the other guy wants to come back. This isn't the whole story. Friday Night Lights is a sprawling, you know, multi-story type of thing. But um, I think Lucas Black is the quarterback in this. Oh, yes. The uh, Tokyo Drift himself. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a championship season. They basically are going through this whole thing, a championship season. And that, that injury thing is, is the is, – is probably the biggest crux of this just just how much how many people ride their dreams on being a a star uh sports athlete and everything yeah this guy breaks his leg he's in his senior season Mm. uh doctors are telling him he can't he can't go out there and plant like normally like his legs fine after about six or seven weeks his legs fine, but all the stuff that he does, like planning and like all the little maneuvers that he makes, the doctor's like, "I, you shouldn't go out there." And of course, he goes out there and just gets demolished when uh, he goes out, and it's pretty much the end of any football career he could ever have after that. Because this is exactly Lawrence Taylor's storyline in any given Sunday. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> um, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't win the big game at the end, right? They do not. They lose. Yeah always got respect for a sports film that's willing to do that i do too and it's funny i didn't watch the entire series i saw most of the first first season but don't they make like an impossible amount of comebacks in in the uh the tv series i'm sure it's, it's always like, like, like last news that backup running back was so good everybody's immediately better but yeah i think the i think that's some of where they fudged yeah, yeah was yeah. just making the comebacks a little more dramatic i don't yeah. i actually don't remember too many comebacks i think that any comebacks that they did have were were like not like giant four touchdown type things or whatever i don't remember that like Mm. it seemed like when they were losing they ended up losing most Mm. of the time um in this in this one it suggests that when they got to the championship they were facing a team that was just way bigger than them it was like hoosiers almost Mm. and like that way bigger and way strong you know way stronger and cheating too all the way through (laughs) and like there this is i think this may have been the genesis of of me uh, pointing out people like uh eating or chewing things to be an <laughs> asshole because the the um the the coach of that other team has a toothpick in his mouth the entire time <laughs> and this like shit-eating grin on his face and all that and that toothpick is all part of the prop of this yeah, yeah. of this dickhead <laughs> he's just a dick the whole time but yeah they have a thing where like that that team destroys them in the first half and then in the second half they get a couple of breaks get back in the game 
and then they have a big comeback and it comes up short mm. um which is yes awesome instead of like the big like <laughs> slow motion ball flying in the air yeah. and the impossible catch which <laughs> everybody wants to see we rag on any given sunday that i just mentioned a second ago but they do the same thing oh yeah they lose yeah. the big game at the end of that movie. yeah yeah <sighs> yeah that movie. uh but friday night lights good movie uh i like the tv series better mm. if you like jesse plemons that's where you first see jesse plemons is in that show in the show Isn't right yeah. this uh, didn't isn't the wife the same from the movie in the show yes connie Britton. that's always oh, weird yeah. to me yeah i understand she went from happens. billy bob to uh to uh yeah. fucking she stepped up not ron livingston kyle champ kyle champ not ron livingston. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. uh yeah she's the same there's a there's a guy there's another guy in there that plays mika kelly's dad who's also in the movie oh okay um so yeah there's a that 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 show did probably go a little bit too long really? but it it was it was great i used to i used to love watching that show um but movie's good too uh from dusk till dawn mm-hmm. oh lordy yeah we've talked a lot about from the dusk only dawn. good part of this movie i think is in texas <laughs> you might be right you might be right <laughs> Although, once they get to the titty twister well up until the sama hayek dance that's when i basically shut off oh man ah uh, oh i'll really? watch it i'll watch it really? and it'll be fun but i don't like it nearly as much as the, oh no when the you first, first said that i was going along with it but you i think you're still right i just don't think i hate the other part i don't hate it i don't mm-hmm. hate it i just uh, it it doesn't interest me anymore because yeah. there's it's totally pulp there yeah. is no it, up until then it was reality based and all that stuff and i can buy vampires and stuff mm-hmm. like that and I love the quote that you we always talk about. Uh, I don't believe in fucking vampires. Yeah, but so, I know what I saw. <laughs> I know what I fucking just saw. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the the opening stuff at the uh, the Benny's House of Liquor or whatever yeah. it is. And, uh, you know, the the kidnapping of the woman and the whole chase and everything. Mm-hmm. Harvey Keitel and, uh, and Juliette Lewis getting kidnapped and then going to the titty twister. Just fucking that's so good yeah that's yeah. Tar- it's, it's totally tarantino too yeah it totally is tarantino too <laughs> i just saw part of De- uh, desperado the other day mm-hmm. not holding up very good for me mm. <sighs> i haven't seen it since it came out can i ask you a question yeah okay i watched sin city the other day yeah why do you guys hate that movie so much because oh, it sucks i hate it i hate it i mean i hate it it sucks yeah I don't think I've. I enjoyed it. I don't think I like the source material. That may be part of the problem for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest Frank Miller fan. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because he's single-handedly one of the most respected Batman writers and considered one of the worst Batman writers. Hmm. Because he wrote the Dark Knight Returns. Hmm. Was it Batman Year One? Maybe. And I think he wrote Year One. Okay. But then he came back sometime in the last 10 years and did a run where you've seen the meme where Batman has like nine chins and the phrases, I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> right? yeah. That was Frank Miller. And everyone thinks that's a ridiculous book. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't like the, I don't like the source material. That may be it for me. I just think it's, it, it's a lot like Desperado and a lot like Robert Rodriguez's career, all style and very little substance. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I like, I like sense. I do think Elijah Wood and his part in Sin City, he's creepy and that part's kind of cool. But mm-hmm. nah, I don't think on that movie. Yeah, I, I. It's just odd that we disagree so. I got clearly. I, on I got movie. exhausted watching the movie. I gave it another chance. That and then I send it, and it was just never was a. I, I, I think the visuals are cool. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So from dust till dawn. from dust till dawn, <laughs> I, I I I I I very much enjoy this movie. Very very oh, B so movie yeah. and very uh you know it's got it's got some great lines and moments and it. it's it's a fun movie. Uh, then we have Giant. Uh, this was James James Dean's last movie. Mm-hmm. Giant is a movie that I've never been able to get on board with. Really? Yes. Um, it's it's good, mm-hmm. but I. You know, <laughs> this is just one of those that critics love, just love the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, my on my first viewing, now I've only watched it one time, I I, I was a little underwhelmed and I thought it was boring. Hmm. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, it spans, I think, just like generations, I guess, right? Because mm-hmm. they have, be- Dennis Hopper ends up being the, the oldest kid. Um yeah, I I I loved this movie, but I think I was in like a James Dean phase at that point. Yeah, and and I was too. I mean, he's he's as cool as advertised mm-hmm. in almost everything he's ever done. George Stevens did this and Shane and The Place in the Sun and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think this is his most well-known movie, is Giant. Um but uh yeah, I I I, I I will have to watch it again. I, I'd hate to just cast judgment. Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor's just oh, sh- right at the height of like her perfection. Yeah, Rock Hudson uh, is is really good. I always liked Rock Hudson's uh, performances. Um, I understand it was like really difficult for him and everything. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The stuff between him and James Dean, especially in this, or mm. like it's very poppy. Yeah, it's, very, it's it pops. Yeah. Poppies. but there's a there's a there's a whole Poppy's a little sloppy there's a whole genre of this back in this age where it's like uh families oil oil baron families yeah. and stuff like that there's a million of these type of movies <laughs> the and, beverly hillbillies yeah this is one of this is one of the the best the best known not for nothing through all throughout the newton boys matthew mcconaughey keeps telling everybody he's an oil man mm-hmm, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. just robbing banks until we're gonna get money. to the newton boys yeah next week <laughs> um then we have the good girl that's a jennifer aniston movie i've seen it i can't remember much about it is this is this the one where she's a clerk yeah yeah she's yeah. a store a grocery store clerk. john c Riley's in this yeah and jake gyllenhaal yep i liked it a lot i yeah. love this movie i only saw it the once but i really liked it a lot she is uh she's married to john c Riley, and she's cheating on him with jake gyllenhaal who's named holden yes uh, oh get this. it wink yeah exactly yeah uh she this is the first time i saw because this was like 2002 yeah uh this is the first time i'd seen jennifer aniston do something other than rachel sure and she fucking nailed it man this was this movie should have propelled her into a bigger movie career i think so i guess but i don't think it was like a big movie though it wasn't but this i heard nothing but how great she was in this Mm -hmm. these are the type of movies that do propel actors into another realm or whatever and either the movies that she could have been good for people were like she's still rachel to me mm-hmm. i don't know what happened i there, there it, it seems like this movie would have gotten her a lot more versified diversified roles and she's it, great she was in that uh cake is it the cookie cake that she got uh nominated for cookie cake cookie <laughs> layer cake I vanilla cake this one uh, she was in cake. she was in a drama that got her nominated for seven at layer least a, oh yeah it was called cake cake yeah, yeah, yeah. by it was the a ocean golden globe nomination. yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah uh, no this yes. is so good my my favorite scene in this one is where because uh, i guess it's john c Riley wants to have a baby or maybe she wants to have a baby 
and they they're they're concerned that his sperm count is low, so they go to a sperm thing uh, to get it checked out. And he's sitting there jerking off, and he's like, "I can't do it." So he asks her to come in. She comes in, and he just puts his hand on her boob, and, starts jerking off. and she's just like standing there with like a like this expression on her face, like, "What the fuck?" Uh, but I remember liking this movie. I thought it was good. That's um, awesome. But it's it, a very it, good movie. But it just seems weird afterwards. She's sort of just. All of the movies that she, I mean, yeah, there's a cake that gets thrown in there or whatever, but like for the most part, she's in all these like romantic comedies mm-hmm. and she's, uh, I mean, she has a good turn in horrible bosses and mm-hmm. all that, but like, uh, you know, we're the Millers. Rumor most, has it. Yeah. Rumor yeah, I mean, has it. I think, I think especially in this decade, I think she seems like she's making her own choices and, mm-hmm. and she's, she's got fuck you money from friends. I think man. she's going to have something. In the next couple of years, she's going to have like so. a big little lies moment mm-hmm. where she's going to go from wherever she is now to that. Like she's going to be on everyone's radar for awards for some limited HBO Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I got you. Yeah, I think I so. Believe I think I think she will. It's just that it's weird. Like I said, it's just weird after this one movie that came out in 2002. And yeah, maybe she finally started taking strides with that cake movie, which I still need to see. Apparently, she's great in that. It's uh, also called Cookie. Yes, it's also Cookie called cake. Cookie's Fortune. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I agree. I think there'll be something that comes out of nowhere, like you know Julia Roberts did recently. Yeah, and, and Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman have yeah. all kind of had their thing the last few years, and and even Amy Adams with Sharp Objects. I feel like Jennifer Aniston's going to have one of those. Yeah. Uh, then we have Happy Texas. Uh, this is a movie I have seen. Another one that I don't remember much about, but I do remember Steve Zahn being in it. Uh, Jeremy Northam, William H Macy. They are escaped convicts. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Northam and Steve Zahn. Yep. And they get mistaken for gay pageant directors okay. in this small Texas town. They want to put on this children's pageant. They've hired this. <laughs> you could watch Safe Men and this movie back to back. Steve Zahn being in both of them uh, and and have a great time. But it's the same basic story. They're mistaken for this, but they are they're on the run. So they have to pretend that they are the pageant directors. But one of them falls in love with one of the women in town. It it doesn't make very many hard choices. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go to very many edgy places. Uh, but I, I think it's totally watchable. I think it's really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. This I knew, is 99. I knew as soon as I saw this, I was like, I bet Jeremy's seen this multiple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the Steve Zahn factor, I think, for for one. <laughs> the but Steve Zahn factor. It's a thing, man. It's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's scientifically proven. Uh, yeah. If Steve Zahn is in a movie, Jeremy has seen it at least three times, minimum. Before it <laughs> like, even comes out, like he's seen it three, three. times. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, I'm like I'm like Meryl Streep in uh, the fashion movie with Anne Hathaway. Devil Wears Prada. Where she's like, I want the next Harry Potter book. The unreleased one. That's yes. how I am with Steve Zahn movies. Um, then we have Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. I just saw this a week ago. Oh, wow. These movies are so... F- okay, I love these movies. I'm a sucker for them. I think... They get way too much goodwill, and they are crappy, but I love them. I do, too. And this is the one where they end up smoking weed with George W. Bush in his Texas mansion. Um, I'm pretty sure Neil Patrick Harris is in all three of them. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Is um, this one also the one where there's some really whacked out sex scene in it? Oh, 
where there there is there is a, a one there's a scene in here where a dude is having a bottomless party oh no they go to a whorehouse in this one is it this right. one is it it's a weird sex scene like it's like isn't there uh i don't i don't <laughs> isn't there something involving <laughs> ducks fisting <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there is i don't remember that there's a point where like there's some it's it's like having sex with uh like a blunt or something like that or whatever oh and it's well it's neil patrick harris because kumar's all about it he's like i'll go have sex and and um harold isn't because he's trying to get to his girlfriend and break up a marriage but neil patrick harris is like yes he's like the whorehouse owner is the mom from christmas vacation and she knows oh, uh, Neil, uh, Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And she knows Neil Patrick Harris and has kicked him out before because he's violent with her girls. Right. And she lets him back in because he has money. And then they end up kicking him. She shoots his fucking. Yeah, he ass. dies. Yeah. Or she shoots him dies. with a shotgun yeah. and they drive off and leave him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think the, that's where you're the scene you're talking about. Yeah, I get this mixed up. There's the something two. in there, I, and I just remember going, "I have a, I'm, I'm officially crossed over into just liking this movie because it's so silly," <laughs> uh, but. I can't remember the exact things that happened in that sex scene. Is this also the one that came out after Neil Patrick Harris came out? And so, like, he's, he's, is that? I think that's, this is the second one, right? This is the second one. I think that's the third third one. one. There's the Christmas one. one. Okay, so the Christmas one is where he's he's come out and then he's playing up on that persona. He's got, he's got a boyfriend and all that. And there's that point where, like, like they're just out and about and just being gay in front of reporters and stuff. And then like later he, he, he takes his boyfriend behind the, like the doors and he's like, you said, you said you wanted to come out. You that you're gay. He's like, yeah, I want to be gay. Not gay as shit. I <laughs> <laughs> can love these movies. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Man. Uh, but yeah, if, if stoner comedies, this is a, I think it's a step above your typical. Oh, stoner absolutely. Comedy. Absolutely. I would rather watch. No offense. I'm going to hurt some feelings. I'd rather watch these than half baked. Oh, mm. I would too. And I, I would like half baked. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. It's not as entertaining all the way through. Yeah. No, this is zany as shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Is. yeah. Uh, then we have a great one. Hell, hell or high water. This is on Netflix now, I think. Is it really? Yeah. Because I caught a little bit. of. I just like turned it on for a second. Um, this, this is a. This is a rich movie, man. I've seen it maybe 10 times at this point. Mm. And I find new things every time I see it's there's so many subtle acting performances in this film cuz Ben Foster is usually just pure unbridled rage like when but here it's so beaten down he's just gotten out of prison that whole bit when he goes back to Chris Pine's mom's house and he's like there's no meat on any of them cows mm. like just anyway this movie gets me and hits me i fucking love it <laughs> one of these days ben foster is going to get nominated for an oscar right i thought it was going to be one this of year. these guys that just keeps slipping through the cracks like uh even when people say oh how great he was or whatever they just forget about him when it comes awards time and this one might be his best ever like uh like most of the time Ben Foster is playing like your average everyday baddie, you know, whatever. But this one is is different. This one is a forefront character. It's a it's a it's a stepping off point for an actor. Like something really big should have happened for him he, on Hell or High Water. He, he and Pine, I think, Chris Pine, like really prop each other up in Ugh. this movie. Their their performances play off of each other almost as well as Jeff Bridges and and his partner. Yeah. Uh you know, it's it's that duality there 
where it's almost like with with Chris Pine and Ben Foster, where it's like a Jeremy Renner, Ben Affleck thing from the town. You know, it does. It rings true. You feel like there's 26 years of pain, yeah. love, and fun between these two guys. I think Chris Pine is the bee's knees man. He is <laughs> yeah, the next George Clooney or Cary Grant. I think I literally he, said that to my wife the other day when he was introducing Jeff Bridges. He's just. He's the whole package. Yeah. He's super handsome. Mm -hmm. He's a phenomenal actor. He's charming as hell. Mm -hmm. And he can play good, bad, fast, slow. He's the man. That last scene. I'm just thinking of rerunning this movie. That last scene between Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges, where they, they come to that resolution, is like one of my favorite endings of What's all What's funny is the first time I saw that movie, even in the second and third times, um, I, I didn't think that part was needed. And oh really? Now I've come to believe it's almost essential. Oh, it's so fantastic. I, I'm not. I think it's just momentum that made me because you have all this momentum in that finale, and then boom, we've got 15 minutes of dialogue, and it felt the first couple times through like a pacing problem for me. Uh -huh. But ultimately, I think you need both of those characters need that closure. They both, and they can they only get it from something. each other. Yeah, yeah. And, but they can't. They can, but they can't close it all the way. Right. right? They just they have to do yep. what they do. Yep. I also so just like a narrative where it seems like you're just your typical uh, bank robbery movie or whatever. Like, okay, these guys are bad or whatever. But there's so much more to it in the whole thing, and that's where you. That's where Jeff Bridges, I think, shines because he starts asking himself why is it these banks why is it you know mm -hmm. those type of things and uh and so like there's an extra layer to it i like i like the idea that it's not just a bank heist movie with you know two brothers or whatever you know d doing the stuff it's there's a little bit added extra in it this movie by the way is texas is fuck <laughs> yeah yes and is he a ranger is uh jeff bridges a ranger yeah yeah okay. he's a texas ranger um but like it, all throughout the movie, everybody's like, "There's the first robbery, first or second, second robbery where the old man is in there." Mm -hmm. It's like, "Y'all, y'all robbing this bank?" <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, "Shit, you boys ain't even Mexican." <laughs> <laughs> the movie's full of that kind of talk. Oh, yeah. Even Jeff Bridges is yeah. kind of racist in this uh, the actor, racist. the character. Yeah. Uh, but boy, it feels like a pretty accurate portrayal of God. I love this movie so. Much. Me too. I want to watch it again. Don't tonight. rob banks, kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, then we have Hope Floats, which I believe is a Sandra Bullock movie. It's actually, no, it's a Harry Connick Jr. movie that Sandra <laughs> Bullock happens to be in. Ah, uh, I see. So, and by um, the end, they drop a rock in the water and it sinks and then they roll credits. Oh, so the rock is not Hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw this once and thought it was maudlin and boring. Yeah, it is. It's totally, yeah, she breaks up. She It actually starts in Chicago. She breaks up with her husband and goes back home to Texas hope texas or something like that oh that of course right and uh <laughs> and then she gets hooked up with uh harry connick jr holy shit forrest whitaker directed this what jesus you as you do and and a, and a guy named stephen rogers wrote wrote the screen nice dump 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 uh hope floats i'm trying to remember if this is good. i i have briefly met sandra bullock in my life uh did i know that did I never tell you that story? I don't think you've told us this story. I don't story. think I knew it. Um, this is as brief as it gets, so don't. It's not a. It's not that big of a deal. Call call her right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I was working at uh, Williamson Square, and there was this woman who used to come in all the time who was a, who was connected to the film industry and everything. And uh, she ended up inviting me to Montreal to go to the film festival. Now, oh, that's when you went. Now I'm 21 years old, so obviously I'm a little like wary of that. So I brought my brother along with me too. Uh, so we went to Montreal, and she there was a. The, the Montreal Film Festival was going to have a tribute to Jonathan Price, hmm. but apparently the organizers thought he wasn't a big enough name, so they changed it to Sandra Bullock. Hmm. And so Sandra Bullock ended up being the one on the tribute. So I got I got uh, an invite out there as as security, quote unquote, or like uh, uh, a projectionist that they did not need. They had union projectionists or whatever, but. Uh, I sort of helped, whatever, not really, hmm. with the uh, the clips that they showed during the Sandra Bullock tribute. And so this woman I knew interviewed her on stage. Uh, and I believe this is the movie that she had to go. It was either this or Forces of Nature. She had to go hmm. back to film real quick. Uh, she couldn't stay very long or whatever. So me and my brother went up on stage and pretended to be security. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh there were all these people coming up asking if they could give this to Sandra Bullock and all this stuff and we were like, you know, no. <laughs> and uh and uh and then uh so once it died down and everything, we both decided to walk behind the screen. Actually, Hope Floats was the movie that they played after and obviously ah. nobody stayed. Uh yeah. but Hope Floats was the movie the movie they played after the the interview. So she, it was Forces of Nature that she went to go to go film uh we went behind the screen and we were just like trying to find in anybody we didn't expect to run into sandra bullock or anything like that the sandra bullock this woman and everybody who was in that that group had gotten lost behind the thing this is the reason why i ended up briefly running into her and they were getting on an elevator and uh the that woman was like uh was like we got champagne chilling back at the blah 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 so just uh just hang tight and we'll be back or whatever and Sandra Bullock was like, yeah, have some champagne. Get drunk on me. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. There you go. So. Nice. I didn't know I didn't ever tell that story before, but yeah, I've briefly met Sandra Bullock. I honestly think go. the best part of that story is getting on stage pretending to be secure. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it reminded me in college, my brother used to do this thing whenever we'd go to like Red Lobster or someplace. If he had a shirt and tie on from church or whatever, he'd like stand up and start walking around the tables carrying himself like he's the manager like because every now and then the manager will come up to your table and go yeah, yeah. how's everything doing tonight folks good can i get your refill on that is everything okay with your meals and he would go around the restaurant pretending to be the manager he wouldn't do anything they asked him to do it was just like fucking with people yeah anyway it reminded me of that no. yeah it was, to be security on stage it was kind of like that it, it, and i'm, I'm kind of surprised i'm glad but i'm kind of surprised we didn't have to like actually like prevent people from going <laughs> like sir you can't, sir you can't do it sir i need you to calm down uh, get behind the yellow line <laughs> there was a there was just some discussion that you know like would we be able to actually meet and talk to her and all that and then i guess her representative said i guess in a long way basically said no <laughs> you know uh we don't want her to to you know i don't know have a bunch of people talking to her or whatever i don't know what the fuck their reasoning we is. don't need a bunch of people looking at us no. yeah uh anyway hope floats i've heard is horrible so it is 
Um, okay, then Hot Pursuit. I never saw this either. Uh, 2015 Reese Witherspoon. Sophia oh. Vergara. <laughs> oh, I remember this. I remember <laughs> when it came out. Reese is like a straight laced, like, uh, like Texas cop, and she's got to transport Sophia Vergara. It's one of those movies. Yes, it is, where she's the spicy Latina. It's like bounty, bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Type of bullshit. Ooh. And then they end up, like, pulling out the best in their, both of their personalities and. A midnight run. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, this thing sucks ass, man. I heard this was just, just straight straight it's, trash it's below reese reese shouldn't be doing this stuff anymore well, no but i don't she, think it made a lot of money or anything speaking of reese though have you seen like her daughter is exact looks exactly like her. yeah she oh, does really? like reese jr like really? mini reese it's kind of spooky like i think genetic work was done this is uh, her and ryan phillips yes kid, right oh yeah. wow i met that girl when she was six or so oh yeah she came into my uh we're all sharing celebrity yes. stories here uh, it wasn't, it was Ryan Phillippe and like his nanny and the kids, uh, nice. came in to my store at, uh, the mall. Oh, nice. And, uh, I was like, oh, hey, little guys. And then I was like, hey, Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> <laughs> I loved you. We didn't talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> you was the bum in Antitrust. <laughs> um then we have a house of thousand corpses we did talk about this briefly when devil's yeah. rejects came up um this movie's terrible and like i said it took it took a good three years for this to finally get a release rob zombie needs to go back to making music also i counted not exactly a thousand corpses oh i know right uh, well uh ding, there's ding, a ding, lot ding. of corpses in there mm-hmm. there was did there was count? a lot there's a scene well where- i don't know because they're trying to kill more people so then it would be like a house of a thousand and three corpses <laughs> after they got done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a shot I remember in this movie. I was like, Jesus Christ, how long are you going to fucking do this shot? Uh, where like a guy puts a gun to somebody's head and like zombies like, oh, yeah, we're going to pull out the crane shot for this one. <laughs> and like it's a, it starts from the, the, the level that they're at and it just goes up very slowly <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> to this like overhead shot and then the guy finally shoots the guy and i'm like all right good for you rob <laughs> you know who i like is that sherry moon zombie she's uh she's yeah. pretty yeah she's, she's sexy. pretty in a weird she's a sexy girl well, yeah she's uh i love you philip morris good movie you and mcgregor jim carrey this was just on the other day i, I didn't watch it yeah this is good <laughs> <laughs> i haven't ever seen it but cool i've heard good story, things about it. bro <laughs> um well, i've always wondered though it's based on a real story yes mm-hmm. and philip morris is the real guy's name because mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't have any connection to the cigarette company no 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 because no. that title uh, of the movie has always kind of thrown me there yeah, 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 yeah. mcgregor plays philip morris mm-hmm. and uh but um it is it's i'm trying to remember jim carrey keeps keeps breaking out of prison uh he keeps going to to prison for like fraud or something like that and he wants to be with his guy so much that he'll break out of prison and go live the high life with yeah him. yeah i remember I'm, i i just remember uh we got this movie hollywood 27 and uh, it was like a sneak preview or something i don't think we ended up actually showing it for really? a regular run or anything we just had the sneak preview and i remember watching i was like man this is really good this is like a this might be something jim carrey might want to start doing some movies like this i mean he had been trying some dramatic stuff earlier you know you're simon birches and well he wasn't that much in that but uh man you're the, the majestic and the man on the moon and all that type of stuff but but a movie like this you know like uh he he this isn't like carried being a rubber face you mm. know 
comedian. This is more of a situational type of thing. Oh yeah, it's really good. It's a very good movie. Um, then uh, Joe. Uh, this is a Matthew McConaughey movie. Nicholas oh. Cage. Oh, is it? You think about Killer Joe? I'm thinking of Killer Joe. 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 Nicholas Cage movie. Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. Nope. This is a, this is a tough movie. So this was written. This was based on a book uh, called Joe, uh, written by Larry Brown. Larry Brown wrote Faye, wrote Dirty Work, uh, not the Norm Macdonald right. one uh, about firefighters. He's a Southern writer who I got really really into. Read everything he he wrote, um, and uh, he had a knack for writing about poor Southern Mississippi Texas uh people that did whatever they had to do to get by and their grievances with each other and like if they get a little bit of money they're gonna lose it somehow Mm. and that's what what this is this joe i believe was a character in a book called Faye that he wrote uh and this is the continuation of that story and there's some there's some brutal shit in this movie actually it's funny i don't think i was confusing this with killer joe i was thinking of mud Oh, okay. the, another three letter yeah, like yeah. southern town i think that's arkansas but right uh but um ty sheridan is in both of these movies oh yeah and uh and yeah th- they, that was you saw ty sheridan in in this and i haven't seen joe but in, you saw him in mud you knew he might be a big thing at some point jury's still out on that mm-hmm. i mean he did ready player one but um but uh but yeah i haven't seen joe so it's it's tough but is it good oh yeah it's good yeah it's very good now i i really really like the book i think they were very faithful to it and nick cage it's one of those out of the pit of his ass he pulls out like a great performance uh completely you know different from his crazy manic stuff mm-hmm. uh, uh david gordon green yeah that's right, yeah. yeah what that guy had the weirdest fucking career he does <laughs> jesus know, right? christ um in fact let's run down david gordon green real quick um he did oh, we just talked about his first thing just recently yeah he did um uh that uh, george washington movie uh, which was on oh that's right yeah, yeah was on recently and i've seen i've seen a good like 20 30 minutes of it but huh. there's a lot of people who became big stars are in that movie hmm. uh like danny mcbride is in it and, really yeah uh he did all the real girls he did a movie called undertow snow angels then pineapple express your highness Ooh. the sitter uh. and a movie called prince avalanche and then he did some episodes of eastbound and down joe manglehorn yeah he's He's got a kind of spotty, weird record. But he's he a did Halloween, hopper. right? Yeah, he Halloween. did Halloween was is later on. Yeah. But I was skipping over all the. There's like a ton of other things that you. We did Our Brand is Crisis, which is a Sandra Bullock movie. Uh, oh, uh, that was the uh, election movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, he does have a kind of a weird career. Um, then we have uh, the Gambler, uh, Kenny Rogers as the Gambler. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the name of the movie. This is based. This is a TV movie based on the song. Yes. So the song came first. Yeah. And then they were like, "Boy, that that gambler sounds like a real uh, rootin' toot." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> here's, what, here's what I have to add to this discussion. Yesterday, the Seinfeld episode with Kenny Rogers Roasters was on. Mm-hmm. And I like that part where the store closes, <laughs> and Kramer's like, "Kenny, <laughs> he's got the mouth full of chimney, <laughs> Kenny." <laughs> that's all i have to say about that he movie. makes a real good bird <laughs> it's the wood that makes it good <laughs> but i'm sure they uh i'm sure they like did this whole thing where it's like oh you gotta know when to hold them know <laughs> yeah. when to fold them so we gotta put that in there somewhere uh 
Yeah, my um, grandparents love this movie, so I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah, I've never up. seen it. Yeah, it's not it's not good. They I made mean, you know what? It, it, it's not good, but I enjoyed watching it. They made a Mark Wahlberg movie called The Gambler later, but I don't know if it has any relation nope, to this. No relation. Um, then, that's a remake of another unrelated gambler movie. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Uh, then there's Kill Bill. Both one and two have mm-hmm. uh, have stuff in Texas. I do remember the uh, the wedding mm-hmm. in part two was supposed to take place in Texas. Um, it was in El Paso. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a good bit in Texas. Um, I forget which of the the Vipers, whatever. What are they oh, called again? Is Michael Madsen and is I believe he living? So. He's living in yeah. He lives in a trailer, I yeah, think, yeah. in the desert somewhere. Um, but yeah, they're, yeah, they, I guess they are the, they might be the vipers. They're mm. all named after snakes. Yeah. One's cotton mouth. One's, uh, black mamba. Yeah. One's, yeah. yeah. One was, uh, squiggles. Yeah. Squiggles. <laughs> squiggles. That's correct. Uh, man, you know, I didn't like these movies, especially the first one when they came out. Cause I didn't get it. Uh-huh. I thought it was just too hyper violent and hyper stylized and it wasn't the Tarantino that I knew uh but i was stupid these are great these yeah. are great movies. it's not my tarantino <laughs> it's uh it may be a little bit of i mean he's got a great career it might be one of his lesser movies actually when you come down when it comes down to it i think one is for sure I it's really a little bit two. more action oriented and we don't and i don't know we don't really go to tarantino movies to see action necessarily mm-hmm. but he still has a lot of those like great moments uh great dialogue moments and everything in it too um but i i like them both um i, I like the second one better i do too i like it much better i mean just for the the dialogue and the bill and, yeah. and uh bride scenes alone you know? I, I just like that it taught me what to do if i ever get buried a lot mm-hmm. yep. oh my god all you have to do is just keep punching <coughs> and punching <coughs> and punching also <coughs> if you are in a coma and you drive your, you drag yourself to the pussy wagon. You tell yourself, "Wiggle your big toe." Mm-hmm. That was a that was a funny thing about about that. We've never sinned to these movies, but I'm sure we'll end up sending this part. It's hard to get get out of my head that somebody made a mention of this. But she gets in that pussy wagon, and she is now an escaped patient at that hospital Mm -hmm. she's in the parking garage the guy who owns the pussy wagon is dead (laughs) and she's in his car for 12 hours and they don't find her (laughs) it's not like it's like a you know a bronze cadillac or something like that that can get (laughs) overlooked it's not a buick it's the fucking pussy pussy wagon So your name is Chuck, and you love to fuck. <laughs> uh, then we have the last picture show. This is a Peter Bogdanovich movie. Uh, it is. It's. I haven't seen it in forever, but I remember liking it. Good movie. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Jeff Bridges, right? Jeff Bridges is in this. Sybil Shepherd. Yeah. Sybil Shepherd is gorgeous in this movie. Holy shit! Boy, she was. Uh, I'm, I'm. You know, still is. I guess, but like she in her prime yeah my goodness yeah my goodness I, was, I wasn't allowed to watch her in her prime yeah well you didn't watch moonlighting no i was not allowed to watch moonlight really mm-hmm. i like me some moonlight uh hey they had sex and they weren't married mm-hmm. yeah that's so. true they uh but this i think sybil shepherd was dating peter bogdanovich at the hmm. time 
which is again, Bogdanovich was one of those guys who dated like very, 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 very young, uh, from like way down. And like, there's that whole thing with like, uh, whoever the subject of star 80 is mm. the, uh, the model that's in that or oh. whatever. Like, I think he dated her and the, and that girl's younger sister. Mm. And, and there's a lot of stuff with Peter Bogdanovich. But, uh, the last picture show, it's about this small Texas town. And like, uh, they, I guess they frame it with a theater that's, that's closing down. But yeah. the, the whole town itself is basically becoming a, a ghost town or whatever. And I don't remember why it is or if it's one of those where the interstate moved or some shit, Lena. I don't know. I get this confused with American graffiti a lot because mm-hmm. it's all like in that time period and soda shops and like, mm-hmm. you know, riding around and fingering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> why did i say that well, there's a lot of there is a lot of like <laughs> i feel like there was a scene there... <laughs> there is there is yes okay. there is uh, there's a scene where sybil shepherd goes to this one dude who's the lothario of the group and they're at a party uh-huh and he goes over and touches her there and says, are you a virgin? And she says, yes. And he says, come back to me when you're not. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. And, and then there's like some other sexcapades in that movie <laughs> where like, you know, girls in a girls in a, a car and he's, she's allowing the guy to do almost everything. But then when he wanders down farther, she's like, no, 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 no. Ah. You're going to get me pregnant. I don't want you to do that. So, I so was there's right. yeah no you were absolutely right i was like sitting there going yeah there's, Yay for there's, fingering. there's some there's some damn fingering in this movie <laughs> fangering oh, oh but i remember God. last picture show being pretty good it's a classic it's a it's a uh one of those early 70s films that uh you know is a big deal is a big part of mm-hmm. why <laughs> still laughing about the fingering. yes <laughs> they're riding around in soda shops and fingering yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly in fact there's probably not one frame of that film that doesn't contain some sort of fingering i just now realized that marky mark movie fear is a remake of the last picture. it is <laughs> it is oh my god fear <laughs> let me in the fucking house <laughs> um then we have the classic life of david gale oh my moses on a stick yeah <laughs> i think i've said everything that needs to be said this movie is a big bleeding pus filled piece of shit it really- <laughs> yes oh. it is oh i oh. this movie is offensive it yeah. really is and everyone involved should be ashamed that's really all i have to say about this this was bad yeah. and you should feel bad yeah uh there's good people in this right Ke- yeah uh, lauren lauren yeah. linney yeah, Laura Lenny and, and Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet are the I mean, good, good people. people. <laughs> <laughs> good actors in this. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those movies that basically just you know flip, gives you the finger by the end. Of is it, it. Yeah. is it the end that that really pisses you off? Yes, although this movie still bothers me the same way Cider House Rules does, in that you you took a political stance and you wrote a whole movie around it. Mm. But all I see is you bang the drum about your political stance. Mm-hmm. So you, this people who made this movie are anti-death penalty. Yep. I get it. You know what? There are other ways to make that statement than yeah. this unbelievable, <laughs> no shit. like, 
Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Like, law-abiding citizen is looking at this movie going, that's (laughs) just too insane. I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is like that. Uh, Yeah, this is one of those movies. I think I saw it in theater. 21 of Hollywood 27. And one of those where got done with it and i was like man that that was really really fucking bad holy shit it's crazy after uh american beauty like kevin spacey did a bunch of shit right? yeah like pay it forward, pay it forward and fucking and this K- and k-pax and k-pax that's right uh, oh my god yeah he was in a lot of those just like what wait a minute you were you did usual suspects you did american beauty now suddenly you're doing yeah you're doing some bullshit treacly bullshit uh then there's the lone ranger 2013 uh disney johnny depp army hammer movie proud to say i have not yet seen it i haven't either oh, who, who has the sense for that it was it was me and it must have been jonathan or Aaron. <laughs> it weren't me i think it was jonathan but uh, uh man man this movie sucks yeah. this movie sucks really really hard mm-hmm. i'll tell you what's weird about this movie like it, it sucks, but like, and it's, but it's like a gritty, gritty, grimy, gross, like, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> all the GR like dark, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Lone Ranger. I remember from childhood being like, you know, this this anodyne, just kind of hero versus villain type of thing. This is like, like they're really trying to like stir some shit up and everything. And this movie's super long for no reason. Yes. So long, yes. It's two and a half hours long. Yes, it is for yes. no reason. Oh my god, I got to like. I got to like an hour and a half and I was like, oh, almost done. Nope. Dude, another hour left. Dude, there's <laughs> nothing worse than those when you're sending them. When you're, when you're about, you're like, you've gotten to the hour and a half mark. You're like, oh, right. Home stretch. Usually <laughs> not that one. Yeah, no. Um, isn't there some sort of uh, comic book or some sort of weird connection between the Lone Ranger and Green Hornet? Hmm. I don't know. There's some sort of I, I read this a long time ago. There's hmm. some sort of uh, familial connection between the Green Hornet and Lone Ranger. I hmm. think. Um, then we have Lone Star. This movie is fucking great. Mm-hmm. This is John Sayles. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a a murder mystery, like a cold case murder mystery. A lot of stuff with like um, a lot of. Uh, I guess racism involving white people and Mexicans and stuff like that. Hmm. And uh, uh, there's a, it's, it's almost, it reminds me a little bit of LA confidential, but like for, for in Texas, Hmm. something like that. But Matthew McConaughey plays the young version. uh, Well, he's, he is Chris Cooper's father. Uh, Okay. So my Matthew McConaughey is playing all the 1950, whatever, whatever year it is. And Chris Cooper is playing his son, in the modern era or whatever hmm. and something comes up where he where i guess i can't remember what the incident is that gets him to get back on this cold case uh but he starts realizing that the like his dad may have not have been as cool a guy as he thought he was and a lot of the people who ran the town back then weren't as cool and this is kind of young chris cooper right yeah yeah i mean kind 96. of 96 yeah i mean yeah, I mean he's youngish. I he's guess. probably still in his forties at this point. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what. Super I, pretty, young Matthew McConaughey. I was gonna say it's pretty young McConaughey too. Yeah, McCon- yeah early yeah. in his career. McConaughey's probably twenty nine, maybe hmm. somewhere around there. Both of these, both of these people, the same year, were in the Time to Kill. Um, oh the yeah, gal is great in this. Who's the female lead? Is it Elizabeth Pena? That might be it. That might be. Yes, it, it is. Um, yeah, she's great too. Yeah, um, Elizabeth Pena. I used to have a little crush on her. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, she just recently died, unfortunately. Oh. She was in Batteries Not Included. Uh, yeah. Son. But uh, if there's there, this is another. I this is a huge, huge recommend. This movie has got a great mystery to it. Um, great performances, all the things that you like, and you know, great, great writing, all the stuff. That's there's nothing I can hold back on. This movie's great. Mm. Um, then the longest yard, the remake of uh, with Adam Sandler. Um, fuck this movie. Fuck, fuck. Yeah, uh, he. This was a weird time in his career. It was like he hadn't quit yet. Adam like he Sandler. Had, yeah, he mm-hmm. hadn't given up, but he also wasn't trying very hard. He was disinterested in this movie. You could tell. Like he's just totally phoning this in. But not disinterested to the level of grown ups. No, that's no. true. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where he's he's clear. He, Adam Sandler's persona is half disinterested. That's and true. Has been from the beginning, but. Yeah, this movie's not good. I didn't like it. It offended me. I'm pretty sure Dan Patrick's in it. Yeah, he is. Oh, really? Dan Patrick has a, like this long string of Adam Sandler movie cameos oh, that started yeah. somewhere around. Yeah, this he era. used to interview Sandler. He may still still interview him. Yeah, but uh, he he would do that like you know I, I don't want to be in one of your movies, and then suddenly he was in that next movie that oh. he came out with, and now now he's just a He's a staple of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, he's become Rob Schneider, basically. He's part of the crew. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I like that the first, the original. The original's good. Of this. It's so good. Yeah. But this is just a, it's great. they got Burt Reynolds back to play the coach. Yeah. It's just stupid. There's no reason to remake this movie. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, so that'll do it for part one of Texas. We're going to end right there on the M's. Uh, there's a million more to go through and everything. And I think we want to get into some recommends and warns while we have a chance. We're actually at the L, so you were right before the M's. The Did longest we, yard was finish, the last one. We finished the L's. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're going into So the we M's. finished the L's. We're about to go into the M's. That's it. So why don't we do some recommends and warns and stuff? Because I've seen some stuff. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it, baby. Totes amazeballs. They're great. It won the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made. I just I watched Tully recently. Oh, Charlie's movie. Where did you watch it? Just HBO. HBO? Had it. Oh, okay. It's on I, HBO I really now. want to watch this movie. Um, this is Jason Reitman, right? Yeah. Um, have you seen this movie? I haven't. I've got it on Blu-ray. It's okay. <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> really? Here's here's the deal. I feel like the trailer was very poorly cut. What, what's the deal with the trailer? It, 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 I didn't understand what the movie was based on the trailer. Okay, that's part of the problem. Uh-huh. Because once you get into the movie, you start looking for what the trailer hinted at. Mm-hmm. Some sort of mystery yes. type of thing, right? And if you don't get there halfway through the movie, I will be shocked. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's only so many, there's only about three different ways you could twist this in a mysterious fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time we get to the end, none of that surprised me. But I still liked what I saw mm-hmm. enough that I wish I could go back, not see the trailer, and see the movie cold. Ah, and think for half the movie, I'm just watching a dramedy, and then kind of have twists and turns surprise me. Okay. Because I don't think I would have seen anything coming had the trailer not said, there's a thing coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlie's is great. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been through this. This is maybe the third time now where I think she's getting praise for allowing her character to be uglied up mm-hmm. in the sense that she's just given birth. She's got a big belly. She's got baby fat all over the place. There's breastfeeding scenes. There's 
slobber on the pillowcase scenes. They're not mm. trying to make this glamorous. I love Mackenzie Davis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ron Livingston. Oh, not yeah. Kyle Chandler. Is the husband, not Kyle Chandler. <laughs> uh, and I, I, it, it was short. Uh, I think you would enjoy it if you'd never seen the trailer. I got you. It's just that the trailer, the trailer knew it had some cards to play and couldn't resist. Oh, that's a shame. Holding them all back. Oh, wow. Anyway. Uh, when you see it, let me know what you think. Jason mm-hmm. Reitman, okay, so he's got up in the air. He's got, did he do Juno? Yes. Yes. And and this, he did something in between. He did another Charlize Theron movie. Oh, Young a, Adult. Young Adult, yeah. And I like Young gonna Adult. And he's going to do the Ghostbusters thing. I'm kind of excited about this. I was excited until they said it was going to be kids. Huh. I mean, yeah, we'll it, see. It's, Ivan is, like, producing, too. I think, you know who's not excited? Leslie Jones. Yeah. What the hell, man? Like, he went out of his way to, to praise. He was like, Paul did a great job with that movie. It's a whole thing. He even I'm said, fr- as far as we're concerned, they can keep making them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's, what's her deal, man? I don't think she's angry at anybody but the studio. I think she, I think the studio is clearly not going to keep making those movies. I understand her wanting to promote that movie, but that movie sucked, man. Well, no, I get that, too. That, that I wasn't super happy with I was just making a crack that she's really angry about it because you said you were really happy about it. No, I just never, I didn't understand when I saw that. Like, she's super angry. The the article framed it as that she was mad at Jason Reitman. It did frame it that way, but I don't know that she is. Okay. And I I like the idea of, uh, you know, a a Hollywood comedy royalty name like Reitman being attached to this. Sure. Um, And it's the son of the guy who did the Well, and he's got a proven track. I really liked Young Adult. I loved Up in the Air. I loved Juno. He also did Thank You for Smoking. I really like that movie, too. Which, by the way, is the movie my brain always confuses for I Love You, Philip Morris. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I I totally see that. Anyway, so that's a record warn. All right. Record warn. What do y'all got? Uh, I've seen I've seen at least three movies I could recommend right now. (laughs) Yeah, you've been on a tear, man. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to go with some uh, lesser knowns here. Uh, A movie we discussed briefly in the summer preview didn't know much about just saw a, a brief trailer searching mm. this is the john cho john cho oh. basically shot all the way through with laptop cameras and phone cameras and stuff like that um it's amazing how just him typing stuff somehow manages to be compelling mm. um so the the movie is about he it's he and his daughter um his wife has has died from cancer at the beginning of the movie and in fact they do this whole thing with just computers telling you basically like um here's some pictures uh here's a here's a reminder to go to the doctor here's some pictures where everything's in remission here's some pictures where the doctor says come back Mm. here's some you know it's a lot of a lot of stuff like that so it ends up being John Cho and his daughter and they're there and she's about to, I think she's in high school. Uh, yeah, I think she's in high school. Uh, and they have a discussion at the beginning. It's like a Skype or something like mm-hmm. that. They have a discussion at the beginning. She's obviously sort of grown up a little bit and doesn't want to talk to dad all the time. And it's that usual thing where he's really interested in what she's doing. She's at some sort of study party or whatever she want he wants to know a bunch of stuff she wants to get off uh, off the phone uh, you know as quickly as possible 
And then afterwards, he tries to uh, contact her again, and she doesn't answer back. And he keeps trying to text her, and she won't answer. And then finally, he realizes there must be something going on, and uh, he tries to figure out what happened to her. And unfortunately, uh, he's he was never like Facebook friends with her or anything like that, and he can't get into her Facebook. Hmm. He can't he can't you know figure out some basic things about her friends because she does has never said anything about them before. Um, uh, he ends up calling an investigator played by Deborah Messing. Hmm. Um, and, uh, the, and Deborah Messing's on the case and, uh, and starts, starts telling him, you know, here's, here's some things you want to do. And she lets him after he volunteers, he volunteers to go. He, he ends up through some weird backdoor way of getting her fake, getting into her Facebook and getting into all these different things that he can, find out stuff about her life and everything and who she interacted with. And there's so many like different, like there's some apps in here I've never heard of before. I don't know if they, they probably didn't make it up for the movie. Hmm. They probably actually exist. Facebook is definitely on there. Tumblr is definitely on there. Um, but, uh, he ends up putting a, he gets a spreadsheet going of all these people who've seen her, who were, who were her friends, who she, who last saw her, when mm. all that. And there's all these suspects that keep coming up and mm. he keeps investigating each one of them. And, uh, and then like this thing takes so many twists and turns that you would never like, I didn't think it would get to this point where huh. it was like, holy shit, this really got in depth. Mm. And, uh, uh, I don't want to say much more about it sure, because yeah, it's no. one of those type of movies. Yeah uh but uh i highly recommend searching all right i thought that movie was a was just gimmick when i first saw the trailer like it might be okay but it's a gimmick and it ends up being surprisingly organic like Hmm. not not anything too weird about seeing all this happening on a computer and on phones and stuff like that i really dug it you know i i was surprised how much i liked uh unfriended that used to used kind of the similar mm. uh kind of aesthetic yeah uh so i'm i'm totally down for this i'll tell you mm. what unfriended did too much though is that stupid boop sound every time a message yeah. Gets, yeah. Uh, i can't get through that man yeah. <laughs> um and then i'll also recommend uh bad times at el royale Ooh. yeah i really want to see uh, that i forgot that drew goddard did this movie um and uh it's got a lot of people in it they're great uh jeff bridges um chris hemsworth um uh, who else dakota johnson is in it uh but um it's about these people who go to this hotel uh john ham's in it um uh, go to this hotel that has a, a borderline between california and nevada so like one part of the hotels in california and other parts in nevada and um and uh so like bridges is bridges is a priest and then there's the there's this woman who's a singer and uh i think dakota johnson you see her just uh, speed in like with this big you don't know what everybody's deal is essentially but john ham john ham goes into his room and you just see him like pulling out bug after bug like like surveillance bugs out of his phone out of his out of lamps and all that and you're like what the hell hmm. there's like 11 12 of these things that he pulls out and then you find out okay he's a cia guy he calls it's during the 60s so he calls hoover Ooh. and hoover's telling him like you know you know here's what your operation is and all that 
uh ham then uh like uh goes to talk to the the guy the 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 hotel clerk or whatever but hotel clerk is kind of whacked out of his mind and he's like on heroin or some shit and he's like in the he sees him in the maintenance closet with a needle in his arm Mm. he's like "Mm, i can i can i can start snooping around this place or whatever and he finds out that each hotel room has a uh where the mirror is it's a double-sided mirror so they can so people can see inside the the rooms so he goes past jeff bridges and he sees some some fucked up shit and then he goes by the singer and she's just singing and then they go to dakota johnson who happens to have somebody kidnapped in like tied up in a chair in her room and you're like okay how does all this shit mash together and uh so another movie you don't want to go too far on no i think the the trailer the way you've set it up the trailer i think did a good job at least it seems like it giving you a bunch of setup and like a bunch of what how how is this all going to come together and i think somebody like drew goddard can definitely handle something i saw like that. On twitter, really wanted to see this movie i saw on twitter somebody lamenting drew goddard's poor bastard fate because he was given that sinister six movie by sony before sony made a deal with marvel to do spider-man and mm. so that went out the window uh. so then fox gave him x-force and now disney's buying fox and <laughs> x-force has been shelved yeah <laughs> like drew goddard is this great director yeah. he can't find a copy a comic book property to direct <laughs> this is the first time i've seen a movie in a long time that had pulp fiction aesthetic I've heard that. I've heard nothing but good things about this. In fact, uh, Simser uh, saw it when it when it was in theaters mm-hmm. and came on Twitter right away and said, "Go see this movie." Yeah, yeah. it's a whole lot of fun, and that's. Uh, I mean, in in you know, Cabin in the Woods was a lot like that yeah. and everything. Uh, what I really like about it is sometimes movies are frustrating when they don't tell you what's going on because there's so much to keep track of and everything. And in this one, the what's going on is more you want to see what happens next more than it's confusing or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's like it, it when Ham is going through and seeing all these bugs, you're just like, okay, so did they somehow know that this guy was going to end up being in this hotel room and they wanted to bug him or whatever? Especially because Ham is playing a character as the CIA agent. He's playing somebody who's just in on vacation or something like that um uh so a lot of the stuff that you see you're like oh, okay all right but you just want to keep seeing how the the story progresses and it's not like i said there's some movies that try this and you're just like god it's so frustrating i don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing's connecting to anything and then finally like somewhere towards the three-quarter mark of the movie it's like oh okay yeah. but i've seen a lot of bullshit before i got <laughs> to that point and you know, this one is just always just entertaining throughout. And I was surprised because these type of movies, when you see trailers for movies like this, you're like, ah, that was probably a good attempt. You know, it could be they, something like Hotel Artemis, right? Where it's got a ton of great people. Yeah, like and Hotel at- Artemis is one of those movies. This is, maybe Hotel Artemis is exactly like that movie I was describing that this movie isn't. Yeah. Because Hotel Artemis has a lot of like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? How does this connect? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. And there's just too many characters to keep up with. Uh, this one, uh, this one's a lot of fun. Like I said, it got, it's got a Pulp Fiction aesthetic to it. It's got, you know, it goes back in time. So you'll see an incident happen and then you'll see another character from that different perspective. Mm. Uh, you know, what they were doing at the time and stuff like that. And, uh, 
yeah so those are two movies i've seen recently i would say go go watch them i am down with that i want to see both of those yeah i have a quick warn and then a super high recommendation my warn is the fire documentary on netflix oh, Can kiss warm. my ass that trailer is uh you didn't like it no a trailer made me want to watch it look all right i know that this has gotten a lot of press and i know that the hulu documentary has gotten a lot of press. Mm-hmm. maybe the the hulu documentary is fantastic you know the story mm-hmm. okay maybe you don't know billy mcfarlane like the guy the ceo that's behind it and everything this documentary goes out of its way to to portray him as like a is it Billy Mitchell, the guy in, uh, in <laughs> yes. King of Kong? Yeah. It's like that. Basically, we're going to frame him as the villain. Again, starting from that narrative, the conclusion, and then like building your case all the way through. So it's not, it's not really technically a documentary. It's just it's completely inessential. So hmm. all right, don't waste your time on it. Good Maybe the Hulu one is fantastic. I've actually heard some people say that that's better than. The, I've heard they're the wildly Netflix different one. takes. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, the one that's on Netflix that's really really good is a show called Sex Education. Oh, I've oh, heard about this. I've heard about this. This show is fucking awesome. I saw the it's my vagina scene. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? No. <laughs> it's like a Spartacus. This, the principles like somebody's vagina ended up in a video or a photo, yes. and all these kids in this assembly are standing up going, <laughs> "It was my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> it was my <laughs> vagina." <laughs> principles like it can't have been all of your vaginas <laughs> oh it's so good this is your boy asa butterfield yeah yeah and, and uh somebody else jillian anderson, jillian anderson is his mom who's a sex therapist mm-hmm. and she is a you know prototypical sex the sex positive uh sex therapist that, that has no boundaries whatsoever she sleeps with a different guy every night um you know it's 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 all just completely normal and asa butterfield is a kid that can't get laid uh, that doesn't even want to masturbate. Uh, he's he's kind of he's not sex averse, but he's just got like some issues with it, which is the polar opposite of what he it should be. He's got a gay friend uh, played by uh, Nakuti Gatwa, uh, who's fantastic, mm-hmm. and they're in high school or secondary school or whatever they call it in fucking Britain. And uh, it's the first day of their high school and everything. And he's trying to make friends and he's trying to stay out of people's way and stuff like that. Uh, There's a guy, uh, Connor Swiddles is the uh the bully type of dude mm-hmm. um who's the the son of the headmaster who's set up as the villain takes a very quick turn in the first episode and then there's uh there, there's this super super hot woman emma mackie and she's the prototypical outcast the super sexy outcast that says fuck you to everybody and it all seems the way I described it, it seems like wrote in kind of like cliche and everything. It is completely not. It mm-hmm. is. It's a sex comedy in a way that that's that's presented in a way that I have literally never seen before. OK, mm-hmm. I watched the first three episodes. I haven't watched the whole series yet, um, but it's awesome. It was like one of my favorite things that I've seen all year wow um well all year now so it's 2019 um <laughs> but uh in a in a long time uh, jillian anderson is so so good um Ozza butterfield is great but like just the story the writing the 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 way that they frame sex especially in the the teenage years and everything um how murky it is the the conceit is that 
uh, Asa Butterfield's character becomes a sex therapist for the kids mm-hmm. to help them work through their sexual issues and things like that. And it's just, it's so perfectly presented. I can't wait to watch the rest. Awesome. Yeah, I want to see that. And is that you, TV? Is that, that the show you? Is that good? My oh. uh, wife started watching it. And I haven't she, seen it, but uh, it's Netflix. Yeah. And, um, it started off as a lifetime show. It did. It, it's one of the most fascinating fucking things ever because <laughs> yeah. it didn't start out as a lifetime show. It just was a lifetime show. Yeah. And yeah. No one fucking watched right, it. Right. And they put it on Netflix and millions of people, like 40 million households have watched yeah, this show. I saw, I saw some people questioning that the other day. They yeah. said that it, it, there was a big like trend at one point that said like, like nobody watched this on Lifetime, but now forty million are watching it on Netflix. Well, there is a little bit more of an access with Netflix than you have with well, and Netflix, especially if they're pushing it. Yeah, Netflix has a brand name sure. now, and so I didn't know that show had ever been on Lifetime. Me either. So I would never have watched it on Lifetime. It wasn't on my radar. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting. The sex education show that you were talking about, I've heard, is confusing a lot of British viewers because apparently. Uh, the schools look very Americanized. Well, it's an American-based school. It like they have they have American schools in Britain. Okay, so that that apparently is throwing a lot of British yeah, people yeah, off. Yeah, that they, yeah. it's set in Britain, Britain, but the school is all American. Yeah, apparently yeah. that's throwing yeah, people off. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the it's way, so I, I hope hope some of you linguists out there or people who know, I think it's Asa Butterfield. I keep hearing this Asa thing, and it sounds wrong to me. Know. I want to know. I, I think I'm sure it's, I'll look it up. I think it's. As a Butterfield, yeah, as I a, believe as a Butterfield should, does, you should cast me in this movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to see that. It's really good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this week. Keep going to Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Uh, keep going to SoundCloud. Uh, our CinemaSins Twitter. Uh, we have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I think they're sort of working out some kinks on the Discord where there's more interaction with if you're not a patron you can still get on some of the channels but i haven't i don't know if they've quite gotten everything sorted on that yeah we are if you are trying to connect to the discord be be patient there there was apparently a fan created discord years ago oh and several on the on the subreddit we're using that already and then we came out with our official discord because we didn't know that one existed and the patreons were mostly the only ones using that and we're trying to merge the wheels are in motion so that the patreon <laughs> so that <laughs> yes. everyone can have a discord to chat with us but then the patreons also get some special channels within mm-hmm. pa- uh, discord like as of now i think you have to be a part of patreon to be a part of most of the channels that are on our discord mm. but then uh then we're sort of working on it where this can yeah like you said a merge comes in and we can uh have something for everybody that's right everybody party together yes uh so uh so there's that and uh yeah just uh tell us what you thought about this very episode but that'll do it for this week's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasends.com Angerin. She was either a child star or has gone on to be in something else. She was. What's crazy is I remember kind of thinking the movie was okay fun. I did too. And 
I just can't imagine how it's going to play. Ashley Johnson is. Uh, oh yeah, she was on. Oh, uh, that's the girl from Growing Pains, or whatever. and she's in the Avengers, and yeah. she's the one that fucks Timberlake in the Social Network. Right. <laughs> she it's, doesn't know that's Dakota Johnson that fucks. Uh, Timberlake. You're right. Mm-hmm. Wait, it is Dakota Johnson. Mm-hmm. Boy, I get those two confused. Well, yeah. Well, Ashley Johnson is really cute. She's really she cute. Is. She's also a voice on an animated something. Teen Titans Go. There you go. I know she she does yeah, she was in, circuit. She was in nine months. Uh, I remember that. Which is what I remember her from. And then, yeah, the, the like Lionheart. She was really young in that. Nine months is Hugh Grant mm-hmm. and Julianne oh Moore. Worst pairing in movie history. One. But also, great line with Robert, Robin Williams, who's the doctor. Uh-huh. He's foreign. And he's talking about... The, they're about to do the needle uh-huh. and he says this is why women have the babies men can't handle the power he sees the size of a needle and he faints it's awesome that was that movie came out the same summer that hugh grant had the hooker thing i happen. know Yikes. i literally just wrote a sin about that oh really that's <laughs> <laughs> such weird synchronicity yeah that it is. is that is weird <laughs> yeah like nine months did have they had another line in there that was pretty funny i thought where uh where because this is a conception that's happened where they've used condoms and everything like that or she's used some sort of birth control and she goes it's like it's 99.7 percent effective it says that right on the box it's like ah oh, they should tell tell us that it's 0.3 in bloody ineffective <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know? i do remember that scene where they're uh they're having sex and like she really she's really like horned up and mm-hmm. everything and he starts and he's like what if the baby sees my penis going in and out of his face? I can't picture yeah. that. And she's like, God damn, do it. And he's like, I can't do it. Yeah. I just, when my girlfriend got pregnant, I just dumped her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the side of the road, right? <laughs> I didn't have sex with her. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. Nice. Mm-hmm. I obviously stayed with my pregnant girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, let's do what we came here for. Yeah, ah. yeah, that would be that would be awful. <laughs> like even like bleeping it would be awful. Uh, no, no, no. That's no, how bad it there's is. There's no word in there that we could use. There is. It's really always cool to see when they do those pan shots off the lake. You can always see the building that I used to work at, the Ward Building, which mm-hmm. you came to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right on the lake, and you always see that. That That's means fun. you would be able to see that building from a setting in the Able sequel. Ooh, I haven't got to that part yet. Twice. Ooh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Is that for a tease? I'll write something, and then somebody says, "Why don't we do this?" That is not what Chris said, and then I, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I won't see it until later. And I'm like, "Oh, you guys, oh, okay." So you get to, decided to do it the other way. All right, come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, where is my shit? Oh, Texas is agenda. What's funny is I have a double inside joke with that because there's the Home Alone thing where Maria, what's her name? Catherine O'Hara says, mm-hmm. come on! Yeah. But the first trip I ever took to LA was with him and our friend Kevin uh, that we all know. Mm-hmm. And we went to a Clippers game and there was a taunter behind us who was taunting the Wizards yeah. the whole game. First, there was some player whose name was Nene. And oh, this yeah, guy yeah. was going, no, no, Nene! <laughs> yeah. No, no, Nene! Yeah. And then at one point, there was a player named Kevin, and he was just going, Kevin! <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> and so the whole rest of the trip, I was doing that to our Kevin. Yeah. Where out of the blue, I would just go, Kevin! Yeah. Anyway. Uh, 
<laughs> that wasn't a and a great Stefan bit where he's like, New York's hottest club is Kevin. <laughs> That's one that cracked him up, actually. They all cracked him up. Did you see uh, Frank and I's pitch last night on Twitter for a uh, Pineapple Express prequel with Bill Hader's character? <laughs> called I think item, it's fucking Called great. Item 9. <laughs> 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 he actually tagged Seth Rogen and Nevin Gold. <laughs> I had somebody on Facebook who was who's like um your your thing about Bruce Greenwood being the president. Oh yeah. And everything. Like I, I, I would like to make a TV show where he plays an an actor playing the president, but he's but the um his uh, the values of the president on the show don't match the the values of the actual actor, and he has to constantly <laughs> like you know deal with that and that whatever. Awesome. And I was like, I was I think you should pitch that. Yeah, man. man. And he said, he said, I just tweeted at Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you could call oh, it Bruce Greenwood as a president. We could do the Bruce Greenwood. Podcast. We could. Bruce Greenwood's got about 150, 160 credits somewhere around there. He sure does. I also did a very inside baseball. That I'm probably going to cut, like, Chicago geography sin. That's for, like, five lines. No, really? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes when you get to that point, it's, it's, like, it's better because it's He's in Streeterville right here, but then he goes down to the West Loop, well, if you and st- now he's out in a fucking Oak Park. If you start, well, if you start doing a map quest thing like we did with Godzilla, <laughs> it, it works fine. Because in the, when they do movies in Manhattan, I swear to God, they're always somewhere completely fucking ridiculous. And they're like, let's go to the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you're going to have to do this, 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 this to get to Brooklyn Bridge. And they just end up being there immediately, you know. <laughs> yes. The first time I ever saw Bruce Greenwood was in the movie Exotica. Oh, wow. a, I remember that. He's a movie. Canadian actor, and that's a Canadian movie. Is that the one with Kirshner? He, he, yes yes yeah adam uh, mcgoyan yeah adam mcgoyan yeah um, Jeez, he was in first blood um get out of here yeah he's guardsman number five <laughs> well he's it'd be funny off. if he played the president in first blood. <laughs> yeah oh my god that'd be awesome it's funny though when you go when you go through it it's like oh, okay he's he's only been president like maybe three times or whatever but like you know it, it's it's a great narrative it does <laughs> feel like i mean it has been at least three times. Yeah, it's been at least three times. Yeah, we should really do the research on that at some <clears> point. <throat> that Supergirl show is going to have Lex Luthor on the show. Guess who they hired to play it? John Cryer. Oh, what? Exactly. <laughs> oh, d- he shaved his head for something else fairly recently, but it's right? still he still looks like bald John Cryer. He doesn't yes, look he does. like Lex Luthor. <laughs> no. Double he looks like what? He looks nice. like what Jesse Eisenberg would be. <laughs> 30 years later. <laughs> yes, yes.